Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. August 16th, 2023, coming at you hotter than a Taco Bell luncheon. I'm Atrol Pearl, and as always, Jeremy Lambert's with me. Jeremy, I feel a little bad for uh, our pal Anthony Bowens over in AEW. Goes, has a nice little Taco Bell dinner, <laughs> lunch, whatever he had. We're feeling it from both ends. We, we, When we do this show, we are often feeling it from all ends, but he got the worst ends of them all. How are you? I'm good, Joel. I didn't know. Uh, I think the, that story he told was like from years ago because he said it was when he first started dating his current boyfriend, Michael. Uh, and I feel like they've been dating for a while. But what a first date that would be. Go to Taco Bell and then you're in the bathroom and your stomach is uh, upset and you got to hand your dirty underwear to your mother as she... Uh, yeah, go read that story. That's on Fightful.com now. I've I've been sitting on that one for like a week or so, honestly. <laughs> this is what happens when you get someone like Jeremy, who is like a like a, a hardworking guy. He suddenly has stories that are like the best and worst at the same time, and they just sit in the queue. And every week, you know, I'll go and I'll start, you know, I put together the um, the videos for this and the thumbnails and everything. And as I go and I schedule the Fightful.com links, I see some of these and I'm just like, the hell are we doing? And then I'll come back a few days later and be like, wait, it's been pushed. I was really excited to read about this. This is one of those stories, Jeremy. I I had that one queued up for like last Friday, I think. And then it just kept, I, I just, I was, uh kind of procrastinating i don't, I don't want to say procrastinating because um because that implies like i wasn't doing like other stuff i i just i had the transcript i was like at some point i'll run this i'm not gonna waste this transcript that i've done and then it just became a time of all right when can i plug this in and put it on the website and today was that was that day um i don't feel like i'm low energy this morning but I'm going to let everybody know right now uh, the, the school has started. I have been up since 6 a.m. Um, I'm very tired. And I, w- I was telling Joel off air, and I think everybody kind of kind of knows this. If you just go to the website, you know this. Uh, 
when I get up at 6 a.m., like I help with school and everything. The wife is the actual worker of this of this group, but like I get up and I, I get to work. And so I've been working for these last four hours, bringing you all the hard hitting news like Anthony Bowen's uh, having it coming out of both ends. And now let's do this show. And I, I know we've done this show during the school year. I think did this show start after school? Like, was this only in the, when did this show start, Joel? When did my kid turn one years old? Uh, March. So April. So yeah, we were still in the school year. Okay. We, it we spent feels like it was. Whoa. We, we, we did it the, the night after um, the night after rebellion, which was April. Yeah. Okay. So we would have started in April. All right. Yeah. It, it just feels like it, this is, this show's largely been going on in the summer and I've gotten to, uh, you know, sleep in a little bit during the summer. Now, I don't get to sleep in. I'm up at six. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I've had my coffee. I, I'm going to need, I'm going to need Vinny to, uh, send me a bunch of, bunch of energy drinks so I can like really get, get my energy going here. He's got to get them for free. Right. Like, I he, mean, he's, he has I'm going to gonna ask him. I'm going to ask Vinny. He's so, so Vinny Pacifico, by the way, um, He's going to join us here shortly. I just sent him the the link to join. He mentioned on the Kurt Angle show, he was on the Kurt Angle show uh, a couple weeks ago, and he mentioned like, oh yeah, I think I'm doing stuff with New Japan. And, you know, nothing had been announced. And then last night it got announced that uh, he's facing Goldie on the All, All-Star Junior Festival kickoff show this weekend. And so I, I re, we, we originally, I was very, I, I take the show very serious as people know. And I like having a guest on this show. Cause I want to talk to Joel for two hours, I get uh, it. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I, I like having a guest. I got it. I do. <laughs> I like having a guest to, to bring, to bring on. And I was very disappointed that like Monday, we didn't have a guest like thing. It was a long weekend. Um, but, and then today we didn't have a guest and I was very, I was like, like it, it's fine. Like, I still think we do a good show and everything, but I just, I like having a guest. And so I was like, oh man, we don't have a guest. So that kind of sucks. And then when I saw Vinny's announcement, I messaged him at 6 a.m. this morning when I was up and I was like, hey, want to be on the show today? And he's like, yeah, of course. Uh, and, and so, yeah, Vinny's going to be on the show. Vinny rules. Uh, he's been a, he's been a pal ever since we interviewed him on on Spotlight. He's doing doing big things now. He signed with G Fuel. Uh, he's going to to New Japan this weekend. He's on Bobby Fish's podcast. He's on uh, he's on Kurt Angle's podcast. So he's we, on our show. I mean, that's a little bit of a downgrade from from the other shows. That's but, valid, actually, that's a good point. You know, uh, but yeah. We love Vinny. Happy to see him. Happy to support him. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna join us here shortly. Um, you, message, you message him at six a.m. and yeah. he right back to you. No, no, actually. So I'll give I'll give timestamps for everybody. Um, I messaged him. Yes, at at six thirty, he got back to me at seven twenty four. So it took him an hour. So he actually he probably slept a little bit. I did not want to message him that early. Um, I didn't want to. And, you know the the wife is the wife is up, and I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna message Vinny to see if he's gonna he wants to join us on the show. But again, it's like six o'clock at this point, and I was like, but I don't want to do that and like wake him up or something. And she's just like, well, are his notifications paused? And you know, like if you have like an iPhone, it it'll tell you like if the notifications are paused. Um, and his are his notifications are are silenced. Uh, really going, you know, this is hard hitting 
uh, journalism here. Vinny, Vinny Pacifico has silenced notifications. Um, so <laughs> it says like his notifications are silenced. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll send him a message. It's silent. It won't wake him and he'll see it whenever he gets up. And so he got back to me yeah, about, about an hour later. So does Vinny even sleep? Ryan says, I don't think so. Well, that's why that's why I asked because I figured yeah. you know if he got right back to you, I was like, how many G fuels deep is he at this hour of the morning? <laughs> Did he sleep the night before? We don't know. I might even ask him on the air when he comes to join us in a few minutes. But uh, plenty to talk about. Yes, uh, Vincenzo Ignacio Pacifico will join us ten fifteen a.m. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing now. I'm going to call him by his his legal name, his government name. Is that his? That's his government name, isn't it? I don't think that's his government no. name. I just no, really wanted to use the initials VIP, so Ignacio is what uh, I got. Oh, is that what you went with? That's what I there? went. With. But uh, what else would you think of? Irwin? No, damn it! He's Italian. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Irwin's not an, an Italian. Uh, Italian name? It's, it's, well, yes, yeah, certain people is Australian, uh, but I don't think in this case Vinny's Australian. I don't know. He could be. You don't know him like that, Joel. I don't know. Chad will probably come up with a better idea, but I'm sticking with Ignacio because I just like that. Uh, and by the way, Chad, if you're here, welcome and leave a thumbs up in the video. It always helps us and gets friends out uh, with, uh, with, with with loving us and, and putting that, that love and feeling. Also, you can subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. Uh, the main Fightful account hit 100,000 subscribers on Monday. Good for them. Now it's our turn, baby. The road to 100,000 begins. I'll be happy with like 15. I think I said 20 before. I'd still like that, but like let's let's go incremental here. 15 is is the next goal. We got to do like giveaways and stuff. I don't know. Do. I don't know how this stuff works. You got to invest in the channel. Then you got to you got to put clickbait out there. You got to basically, you know what? I'll put it like this. If you were a subscriber to Lioness Tech Tips. Just come on over here. We'll talk about tech with you. And we are not as weird and not as scummy. So have fun with that. If you don't know what's going on with the LTT channel right now, I am not going to touch it. I will let them run through it. But there is a lot going on there. So don't need to talk about that. This isn't the WAN show. And also, we're not a tech channel. We could be. Hey, Jeremy, what kind of phone do you use? I have an iPhone, Joel. I think everybody... I mean, maybe everybody doesn't know that, but... Where's my phone? I don't even know where my phone is. It's somewhere around here. Well, there we know. go. Tech top. Uh, someone asked if we would interview Luke Owen. I mean, yeah, we'll interview just about anyone as long as they don't, you know, as long as they don't suck. People, so, I mean, you say as long as they don't suck. And so we did this bit last night. Uh, bit. You are a coward to do it. And okay. I, hold on. Okay. Let me, let me pull this back okay. for a second. Okay. Yes. On my circles, I said, I want to put the invite out to invite the former Lacey Evans, Macy, Limitless Macy, as she's now calling herself. She's going to call herself uh, Macy Lee, and she's going to join Keith, and they're going to be the Limitless ones. But either way, uh, I I was like, I want to invite her on, but I'm afraid she'd accept. And Jeremy immediately called me a coward. Yeah, because you are. Yeah, it's a, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway, Jeremy did it, and I was like, let's let's try it. She's been replying to people. Someone was like, we can do TikTok collabs, and she's like, absolutely. And I was like, okay, I guess maybe there's a chance, a very slim chance. We're not on TikTok. I, like, this show is not on TikTok, so that's probably why she didn't um, get back to us. But yes, we, we talked about having her join us on the show. 
So here's here's the thing. Sorry to expose your circles, Joel. That's now everybody that knows you have a circle, they're going to be like, why am I not part of it? It happened to Sean. It'll happen to everyone. I don't have a circle. That's true. You don't. And I, I use my circle more, but then stuff gets out because Twitter is a minefield of garbage when it comes to its own uh, internal issues. So I don't use my circles as much if I can help it, and I'll try to use something else. I don't have a circle because if I have something to say, I have no problem saying it to the world. And if it's something I don't want to put out there, I tell my friends. So I don't want to just put it in a circle. I, I'll just talk to my friends. Um, so here's here's the thing with this bit that we did. One, did I actually think she was going to accept? No, I did it because in this case, I didn't think it was it was going to be an accepted proposal so i wasn't like super worried about that here is the other thing let's say she did accept i would have her on this show no problem having her on this show i hope our audience has enough thanks enough of of me and you to not believe it was just going to be this fluff thing and like because she said some stuff that I do not believe in. She said some stuff that I think was very wrong and I would have no issue bringing that up and being like, Hey, what, what's, what's going on here? Why, why would you say these things, you know, and let's, let's talk about this, you know, would it be a productive discussion? I don't know, but I certainly would not be afraid to ask her about those things or just completely ignore those things. Um, so yeah, I I hope our the our audience again has enough respect for us and thinks enough of us to think that like ah oh, they're just gonna have her on and it's gonna be this fun pally kind of chat and it's like no like would we you know talk about various things wrestling wise of course but also if people are gonna say some stuff that are very public like that that I don't agree with I have no problem kind of calling that out so yeah there you go literally the hardest man alive. <laughs> so the wife the wife that, that actually works in, in two ways there yes hardest fan because i'm gonna ask the hard-hitting questions yes uh that's the hard-hitting questions but the the wife messaged me and she goes the hardest man alive huh and i'm like yeah uh you know uh that's what happens when i'm around her uh, no no little blue pills for you <laughs> and she she says what is that in reference to Folks, it is a reference to the the softest man alive of of Ryan Nemeth calling that to, to CM Punk, and I just decided to flip it uh, to to the hardest. That's all it is. But go. also, if it wants to be a shout out to uh, the the way the wife gets me, then it could be that as well because it might it might be wink and nod. Someone asked me if we had an interview go off the rails yet. Uh, I don't think so. Have no, we we typically we typically have on people that are good humans. So <laughs> let's listen. Let's let's test that first of all. Before I get there, I do need to remind people you can donate super chat and any amount of your question statement around the air. I'm sure I'll remember to tell you again. But for now, this guy, this this guy, six o'clock this morning, he's like, "Hey, I got a big match coming up at New Japan All Star Junior Festival." That's this uh, that's this Sunday in Philadelphia. It's also going to be available on Fight TV. He's going to face Goldie. Okay, he's got a big old batch of G Fuel for all of us, and he's ready to go. He is the one and only Vinny Pacifico. That's a fact. Thank you for having me. 
had it had it ready had it going he's good how many deep are you today by the way because it's 10 half. half half okay half deep have you slept yeah i slept really good last night okay good went early went to bed early last night early so yeah but what's early what's early eight woke up at 11 stayed up for an hour back to bed woke up at eight now don't lie to the people here Vinny. you did not wake up at eight because you messaged me at 7 30 so I know you were up oh. at least 7.30. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 7.30. I got out of bed at 8. There you go. All right. Oh, you messaged me from bed. I don't know how uh, our significant others are going to feel about that there, Vinny. Uh- <laughs> Hope man alive. <laughs> uh, t- talk to us about, about New Japan. You mentioned this on the, the Card Angle podcast yes. when, when you did that a couple weeks ago. You said, I think I'm going to be working with New Japan soon. And then last night got announced you're facing Goldie uh, at All Star Junior Festival. It's Saturday, Joel, August yep. 19th, not Sunday. What August was the 20th. 20th. No, <laughs> multiverse is the multiverse is Sunday. Multiverse yeah. is funny. Yeah. It's my mistake. You're right. All Star Junior Festival the night before. I, I'm on the Impact beat, so I got to think of the Impact stuff. You're right. Sorry. All right. So uh, tell tell us how this all came about and what fans can can expect. They can expect a lot of energy, as always, NG fuel. But like I said, um, I'm very grateful for New Japan. Uh, this has been in the works for quite a while. Um, been talking to them for a bit seeing when it could work out and now hey it worked out timing's everything i believe and uh i've never been more ready in my life very excited for this this is something i've had on my list for the longest time new japan and ever and ever really thinking back thinking back when i started at like 15 i was like new japan would be amazing but it at the time when i was 15 to starting out it didn't seem very likely you know but over the years you work hard and you make things happen and i'm so happy it's happening i'm grateful we had uh, Jordan Oliver on the show last two weeks ago. Love not, not not too long ago. Um, yeah, Jordan Oliver, great dude, and you know a lot of people have said a, a lot of kind things about him. And he mentioned to us, you know, he's going to be on the show. He's teaming with uh, Nick Wayne. Yeah. He mentioned like you know, I hope this kind of leads to more with, yeah. with New Japan. Like, is is that what you're shooting for here? Maybe some more opportunities. I would love to work in New Japan and any. I would love to go to Japan. Also, that's a very big goal of mine. Has been a goal of mine. Not only to wrestle, but Japan's beautiful, you know, the culture. Um, but the wrestling in Japan is very sacred. And I that's something I have, have deep passion for. And I would love the opportunity to go over to Japan. So, yes, hopefully I go out there on Saturday, show out, and it leads to more. I'm very optimistic and I'm hoping that um, I do get to go to New Japan in the future. I work for New Japan again in the future, yes. When uh, when you were presented with this and you were talking about, you know, being a, a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling as a kid, they do a lot of different tournaments and a lot of different special events. Was there one that always kind of stuck out to you as something you wanted to be a part of more than any of the other New Japan events? The Tokyo Dome is definitely goal number one for me to, to wrestle there in the... Um, yeah, Tokyo Dome. That's where... That's one of the... I would say for most wrestlers, that's a goal for, I, w- I would hope, you know, um, or I, I would think because it's just what it is. Tokyo Dome, like you don't need to really explain what it is. When you hear it, you know, especially if you're in wrestling. What about uh, like the New Japan Cup or the G1 or any of those kind of... Oh, the G1, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Um, seeing how every year it's just gets bigger and bigger with the uh, mainstream, it just gets better and better. And it's just amazing to see. And I, I love to see it, and I love watching it, and it's just amazing. Okay, hold on. Now we, we got to do. We now we got a fantasy book. This. I'm sorry. 
We're gonna we're gonna fantasy book. Who's joining the V block? Who's in the Vinny block and the G block? Who do you want? The wanna, V block. The V block. We're gonna make a V block just for Vinny. Who's he facing? Who's in the block with you? Please face Yano. You, yes. I need a you interacting with Yano. Okay. Okay. I don't even know if it needs to be a match. Just you guys like just chilling, like watching out. DVDs, drinking yeah. some energy drinks. That's all it needs energy to be. Drinks. No, definitely. Um, Tanahashi, Zach, Saber Jr. is one of them. Um, Zach's been very impactful in my career early on as well. So that's definitely something that would be, that would be, that would be very uh, deep for me. Um, Brian Dalson is like you. I put I put him in that category because again, he's worked there. He's doing it. He's one of the guys who could wrestle anywhere. So he's somebody that, like I said, he's always been a dream match for me as well. Um, that's the V block, I would say. Uh, yeah. How how has Zach been influ- influential on in your career? I don't think I I know Zach. About this. Yeah. So we rode to a show together years ago. I, so I'll go on a tangent here. I worked at 16 years old. I was working for ShopRite and uh, I was just working and I had a booking. I was very young. I was very new to this. So I was just like, hey, Vinny, we had this opportunity for you to wrestle for this company. You're going to be riding with Zach Sabre Jr. So take advantage, you know? And I was like, of course. And my boss said, I can't get out of work. And that was like the hardest thing because no one covered, no one could cover for me. No one was able to um, take the shift. So I quit. Uh, I had another job lined up. I, I mean, I ducked in a row, of course, but that was it. I, that was it. I had to quit. And look, like, like I said, Zach was the coolest guy, watched my matches, gave me advice, watched my match at the show. Um, and he was awesome. And for years on, he's been always awesome to me. Always cool to me. We always talk. And he's yeah, he's a dream match for me. His style of wrestling, his grit, I just love it. Can you call him a wanker though? So like, I can get a clickbait headline out of this, so he can like respond to that, and then we can we can book this match. Zach, you wanker. <laughs> you know he responds to the trash talk. He's not gonna he's not gonna respond if you're just nice to him. He's gonna be like, oh, you know, Zach, Zach, the- you're a piece of shit. Let's wrestle. <laughs> Let's settle in the ring. Come on. There we go. There we go. Um, you're wrestling Alex Shelley coming up. In, yeah, he'll be there Saturday as well. Um, that one was random, but something I've wanted for the longest time as well. He's just above many people. He's a great guy too. Like if you could pick his brain, talk to him, do it. He's a great person, great person to learn from. Not only wrestling, but he's also a physical therapist and a, a PT guy. So if you want to learn about that, that's great too. Me and Ahmed talked about that as well. So yeah, Alex Shelley's gonna be a really cool match. That's at FWE in North Carolina, September 10th. Tickets are on sale. Be there for the Impact title. You're gonna win the Impact title, show up in Impact, and then let's take over Thursday nights. That's great. You know what? I don't know. I don't know, Vinny, if you're familiar with the uh, we call it the ITW push. Mm -hmm. All of our interviewers or interviewees, I should say. If they have an interview with us, if they, if they sit down and chat with us and whatever match they're promoting, they win that match. Okay. So you got you to gotta step up. You got to keep that going because I don't think anyone we, – we may have, but I just ignore them. We may have had a couple people not win, but that doesn't matter. Most people, they win when they show up on this show. So you got to win. I'm going to win. I will beat Alex Shelley 
any means necessary. There's the headline right there. Tell us, tell us about the partnership uh, with, with G Fuel because I, again, this is another Kurt Angle show. Why are you giving Kurt Angle all the scoops? I thought, I thought, you know, we were we're pals, Lenny. We are pals. I don't know. It, it was so <laughs> random, and it just happened. No, um, the G Fuel story is a great story, and it's very funny. So, I wake up in the morning. I get an email. Can't get too into de- can't, can't get too uh, into detail, but I could say my contract was uh, ended because of a public lawsuit they had with Monster. So that had to come to an end. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, shit, this sucks. Because I, I really, I feel like when Bang got me on their team and signed me, that led to a lot of really big things for me personally. Because the name value it brought me, the, the, uh, the eyes it brought me. And um, it got me some really cool opportunities as well outside of wrestling. So once that ended, I was like, damn, this really is not, not ideal. So I had, a, I had other companies reach out to me to sign me, and they didn't because of Bang. I reached out to one of them. They, at the time, they said they moved on, you know, nothing, no opportunities right there. Then I remembered I had, a, I, I used to have talks with G Fuel back then, last year. So I hit up the CEO. We talked. I got a phone call the next day. And that was it. We we figured something out. We had they have real they have really good expectations of me, and they have really good um, ideas for me of things they want to do with me in the future, which is going to be really nice. I think um, I'm really excited for that partnership because they're a lot more um, interactive with their people. You know, um, there may be a commercial featuring Power Punch, possibly. Um, it's just they have a lot of really big opportunities and they have a lot of um investment into me so far even they, they sh- they've been sharing my stuff everywhere they've been promoting me they uh it's really cool and i'm very lucky because they're a great brand they have a great message their fans are awesome they're like their fans are like the best fans gamers anime some wrestling fans cartoon fans superhero fans it's it's it's, it's phenomenal so it's just once that happened, that took, I feel like, took me to the next level as well in terms of just outreach, name value. And the fact that they have this much faith into me and the fact that they've given me ideas of things they want to do with me and push it even further, I'm all for it. And I love it. I'm very lucky. I love this question from Ryan in the chat. Has Vinny considered selling toy energy drinks as merch or even like a, a plushy energy drink? You think G Fuel would be down with that? Yes, they would be. They'd be very down with that. And Ryan, that's a genius idea. Thank you. I'm going to use that. I did not think of that. I did think about um, mini like energy drink keychains, but that's a better idea. Uh, (laughs) We're not giving Ryan anything on this. Absolutely not. This show show ends up on AEW Collision. People make (laughs) signs. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Ashok asks, what's your your go-to on the G Fuel energy drink? Energy drink, or is it because there's energy drinks and then there's um, bottles. So the drink can, so far, I'm really a big fan of Sonic Peach Rings, Naruto, and I really liked, uh, what was it? Naruto was really good. Oh, um, Tetris. So I'm in the locker room the other day. It's, it's, it's a flavor on the can. Tetris blocks, whatever it is. And I love Tetris as a kid. I was playing it all the time. So I'm backstage at a show this weekend. I think I was in West Virginia Saturday. Well, I was in Minnesota Sunday. I was backstage at one of the shows. And I'm drinking, I'm drinking Tetris. And I'm like, yo, this is delicious. 
and I'm like drinking it, and someone's like, Tetris, what does that even mean? How's that a flavor? And I'm like, bro, it tastes like blocks. And I don't know how to explain that, but it tastes like... That doesn't like, sound good. It's incredible. You got, <laughs> do you ever have... Okay, you ever have the Legos that, like, snip on, and, but they're candies? Okay, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking That's about. That's what yeah. it is. It's incredible. It's okay. phenomenal. It's phenomenal. All right, can you can you send me a case of G Fuel? I, I need all I need all the fuel that I can get being up early with the kids being back in school. Yes, and the best part about G Fuel is some of their cans have three hundred milligrams of caffeine, and some have one hundred and forty milligrams. So you I can want do, all. You can do light or you can do heavy, whatever you want. I, I want all the caffeine. Like that all sounds like never going to sleep again. I, I need all of the caffeine being up this early I got and working. I mean, I'll play every one. I got you. I, I don't know. Variety pack me. I want to. I want to sample everything, and then okay. I'll. I'll start. You know, becoming a, a regular uh, customer and supporter, largely just to to support you. Um, Hell yeah! Um, thank you, J Fuel. <laughs> yeah, look at that. We can we can rebrand all of it. That'd be great. I'll. Like I, I'll I'll do the Cody Rhodes bit of drinking it and be like, ah, that's good, and then picking which one I like. G Fuel's not paying us, but I'll I'll do it to support to support you and support your brand. Thank you. Hell yeah, they're they're great people. They're great people. They're very cool. They're very down to earth. Like I said, I'm more than pleased with everything they've had to offer me or everything they had to run by me as well. Their talent manager, uh, Eddie, the coolest guy you'll ever meet, and also wrestling fan too. So that makes it even better for me because now he understands what I'm doing. He gets it. You know, some people don't get wrestling. Like Bang did not understand wrestling. They just they just saw what I did on that spot and they were cool with it, but they didn't understand how wrestling is, you know. Eddie, my boy Eddie, hope he sees this. He understands how wrestling is. He, not fully, but gets what's important, what's cool, what's what's what matters, you know, like that type of stuff. But to Bang, wrestling was just wrestling. They didn't really know what was big, what was small, what was what was uh, a cool opportunity. They really didn't know. What was it like talking to uh, Kurt Angle being being on his podcast because he does not have a, a whole lot of he didn't do a lot of interviews really and then he put you over there at the end saying you know big things in your future so what was it like to I know you're a big Brian Danielson fan and, mm-hmm. and he's one of your influences and, and idols and I mean look Kurt Angle on the top top ever so what was it like to talk to him I love Kurt he's I've been a fan of his also for so many years as well as a kid I remember one of the first matches I ever watched uh, was. No Mercy, Cena versus um, Kurt. And that was phenomenal. Like, I, I, I uh, quickly latched on to Kurt quick because he just, he has, he has it, I feel like. He has the it factor, whether it be wrestling, character, or it all just fit with him. Like, nothing seemed to be out of place at all with him, ever. So I just latched on to that quick. I just, if you watch him, you know, you know, you, you see how phenomenal he is. My mom used to love Kurt Angle as well. She's, she used to like, oh, he's gorgeous. Like, I was her favorite wrestler. She used to think he's gorgeous. So every time I'd play the video game or every time his music would play, she would run in the room to watch. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. And then, like, she bought his figure. And I, I, I go, so I go home. I was like eight or nine, maybe ten. Going from school. And I see a Kurt Angle figure. And I'm like, oh, she got me a gift. It's, <laughs> this is cool. But it wasn't for me. It was for her. She put it on her... Uh, China closet <laughs> in the box or out of the box out of the box oh, <laughs> yeah she pulled it out she had to oh no it's still there I think like if I go if I go to her house 
and I look, I could find the Kurt Angle. I, I, I probably find two of them. She had the, um, she had one of them with like the dark blue, and then she had I think one of the white white singles with the hair. She's funny. My mom's hilarious. No, she she loves Kurt. So, but yeah, that's one of the guys who I used to watch growing up and just really latched me onto wrestling. It was him, Boogeyman. How do you not see the Boogeyman and be like, holy shit, you know? Rey Mysterio was really cool. So it was a, it was a combination. At first, it was a lot of the characters of wrestling to get me involved into wrestling, get me in this, into wrestling. Then the wrestling got really into it, like Kurt, um, Brian, people who could really wrestle. Because to me, that's just the ultimate. As a fan, you'd love that shit, you know. So yeah, I would say the characters got me into wrestling at first, and then I started to learn to love the in-ring aspect of it. Which I said that before in some other podcasts, but it's true. So you're going to be in a, in, a, in a room with a bunch of New Japan pro wrestling stars. Which one, of them, which one of them? And you can peek behind the curtain if you really want, because I know you got plans to do some, some social engagement with them. Who needs a G Fuel beverage the most out of the New Japan locker room? I think we all need G Fuel, don't we? But I'll answer your questions. So I'll give you a good answer. Good question. Definitely Alicelli, I feel like, would really benefit of G Fuel. That's something I thought about. Uh, Alex Shelley, Rocky Romero. Oh, Rocky on G Fuel would be just fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought about that the other day. I was like, what if Rocky had a G Fuel? How would he? It would be like Cloud9. Um, cheeseburger. I already gave him two bangs, but G Fuel's different than bang. So, yeah, those people I, I would definitely like to caffeinate this weekend. Would Enzo do anything? He's there this weekend. We've got it. He's a certified G. So, you know, you can't teach that. Oh, my God. I didn't even. You guys get. I feel like that's something that just like writes itself. You you doing something with with Enzo there. And uh, he's always down for these like social media viral type of thing. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. That's genius. I didn't even think to like put two two together on that one. So hell yeah. Come on, Vinny. I I know it's early for you, but come on. You know, I, I you need to pay me a cut for writing these uh, bits for you. I'll pay you with G Fuel, G Money. I appreciate it. I was gonna I, say I, we're already on that train. I appreciate it. Look, yeah. I'll, I'll take free stuff. I don't care. Um, you're trying to get box. what I can. Yeah. Right. No, they. I can tell them. Like, so, real quick, I'll get heat for this. I love candy corn. G Fuel had a candy corn line last year. And it's gone. And I didn't get it in time. And I'm really upset. Bring it back. Brit, you, you, got, you got the power and the influence. I have you to. can push this and get it back. It's almost Halloween, too. Like we yeah. got a couple months, but, you know, you got to get it back. Like, what, hey, Vinny, we're going to send you a big box in the mail. Give us flavors you want. We're going to give you whatever you want. Just to, I was like, candy, uh, candy corn. And they're like, oh, man, we don't have that one anymore. But if I get my own energy drink, it will be like an energy drink that you've never had in your life. Are we, are we still doing the, the marshmallow? That's what we talked about oh, last time. Yes, the marshmallow. marshmallow. So something with marshmallow has yeah. to be done. I don't it know hasn't been to... done, but it must. And if it'll be anybody, it'll be me. 
I feel marshmallow energy drink would be good. I feel like you could pull that off. Um, yeah. Last one for you, Vinny, and I appreciate you joining us. No, uh, thank you for on, having on me. Short Elliot. notice, you have you have an elite shirt on. Pretty sure that's what that says. Are are you trying to hint at something on this show? I mean, I would love to work there, but not to hint. I actually found this shirt in the gym, and I took it with me. Oh, yeah. Why are you outing yourself as a thief? Don't do that. No, I... <laughs> it was my friend's shirt. My friend okay. Jason, he wore it to the gym, and he left it in the locker. And a week later, I see it in the locker still. And I'm like, this is a nice shirt. Why do you have these guys? So I took it with me. I washed it, and I kept it. All right. I'm, I'm not trying to. Sure. I like the part I'm not trying to get you, you in trouble. <laughs> Wait, I do actually a real last one. Oh, that I will, no, please, I will try listen. to get you in trouble. No, please ask me away. Ask away. Why? Why do we have beef now? And you crediting Sean Ross Sapp for you know everything that has happened on Fightful when Sean Ross hey. Sapp has never written an article in his life. He never has. No, he has. He did it way before. <laughs> I was gonna say how I did it. <laughs> um, no beef. No beef. None of the, none of the beef, please. I, don't, I have no. You guys were the start of my uh, fightful adventure. Um, remember the, the remember the candle. Escapade? I do. That was one of the best moments on our show when you had uh, your box of candles pulling out. That rolled, bro. I was pulling those things out like candy. Remember that shit? I had like what? I had leather flavor. I had fall autumn I- tree. I owe you a uh, Harry Potter candle. Whenever, whenever I see you, uh, whenever you're back in back in the area, I know I wasn't able to make uh, the show last time. It was a little bit of a drive and had stuff going on. But mm-hmm. next time, when I see you, I got a Harry Potter candle for you. Thank you so much. I, I hell yeah, that sounds amazing. Is it is it butterbeer flavor? No, it's. I think it's just like a vanilla thing. But the you know, it's a. The logo cool Harry Potter packaging type of yeah. type of deal. Um, I'll next time I go where I get this place, which is literally just a giant eagle uh, grocery store. I'll, I'll look and see if there are just like different types of uh, flavors or. They got scents. some really cool stuff going on these days. Like if you I, again, I, I'm a big fall fan. I love fall stuff, horror stuff. I just bought a uh, pumpkin like craving candle, carving candle. It's incredible. Like I said, candle set vibes. Well, I, I got a Harry Potter uh, candle for you, but Thank you know, you. but don't duck the question of why we have beef. Uh, you oh, crediting Sean Ross Sapp. <laughs> I tried to dodge that question. Um, no beef, just good vibes, Jeremy. All right, I'll I'll squash things with you. You know, squash everybody it. just credits everybody just credits Sean for these articles that I write. Nobody reads the byline, and it gets it gets upsetting, it gets depressing that Sean gets all the credit. He takes everything that I work for. I'm gonna fight his fucking ass. I guess because like I mean, you type fightful, you'll see Sean Ross have oh fightful. Jeremy, it says Jeremy Lambert. So maybe it's just like the way you you see your name. You know what I, mean? I don't need I don't need this brain. Everybody's like, oh, you know, Joel's got like fightful overbooked in his name. I don't need all of that. It's just it's just me. It's special, right? You yeah. don't need it. I don't, I don't yourself, need to be like Jeremy. brand no, yourself. I don't, I don't need to be like, oh, Jeremy Lambert of Fightful. Jeremy Lambert of Fight. No, like I'm just because most of the time the stuff I tweet, I don't want the association with white folks. I'll get us in trouble with half the stuff that I tweet. I'm just trolling every morning. That same tweet every morning. Oh, look, that's a, you know, that's a morning mantra for the people out there. That's, that's for the, that's for everyone grinding legally and illegally. It's the first thing I see every day in my life. 
every morning I hit Twitter, it's the first thing I see. I like it every time. You're gonna, I appreciate every it. Every time. You're going to see it earlier and earlier with the, the way I've been waking up. Vinny, thank you so much for, for joining us again. Short notice that I messaged you at like 6 a.m. Like, hey, you come on the show? Like, yep, I got you. you. I, I appreciate it, man. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Joel and Jeremy, thank you for having me. You can find me on Instagram at Vinny Pacifico, Twitter, Vinny Pacifico One, and just Facebook at Vinny Pacifico, and New Japan this Saturday. Thank you for having me, and I really appreciate you guys. Thank Thanks, you, Vinny. Enjoy thank the rest you. of your day, buddy. Bless, bless. Take care. There we go. The great Vinny Pacifico. Uh, we had beef. He, you know, he's tagging Sean. Everybody just gets up. It's, Sean gets all this credit. He just does. Vinny's great because I, I tweeted that like, oh, got to fight Vinny now because he's going to credit Sean. And he immediately messaged me. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean I didn't mean anything by it. He's like, because then I would have to tag like Jensen and I would have to tag like Joel and all these people that I've spoken with at Fightful. And I'm just like, yeah, I, it's a bit because literally everyone <laughs> just is like, oh, Sean did this. Sean did that. Like, I'm typically the person who writes the headline. Uh so yeah, the, the two articles that he, you know, linked to were both written by me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit, but Vinny, I didn't, I didn't actually want to get him in trouble with stuff. Oh, right. you, he's, you he's tagged me this morning. He tagged literally everyone but me for this, you this morning. You're not important, Joel. It's true. It's a valid point. I looked at who he tagged and I was like, nope, they're much more important than me. <laughs> you know, he, Vinny, Vinny is very kind because he always likes to say, uh, you know, everything kind of blew up after I did the interview with, uh, with Fightful, which myself and, and Jensen after he did that interview, cause I wrote articles coming out of that. And he's like, everything just kind of blew up after that. I'm just like, man, like you're the one who did the work. Like, you know, we try to do what we can on this show. I've told you many times, Joel, I try to tell our audience. I feel like this show has value. It has value to us. It has hopefully value to the audience. It has value to wrestlers because they come on the show. We write, I write articles out of it. You get, you get the show, you get the interview, and then you get articles. Like there's a lot of good promotion that that comes with doing this show or or spotlight. And so, you know, we got articles out of that. And then oh, he's like, Oh, things just blew up for me after that. I was like, Yeah, but like we do that with a lot of wrestlers. Certain wrestlers take it, run with it, make something of it, and then others don't don't. And like, that's fine. Some people are just like happy to sort of get the coverage. He is somebody that continued to work and ran with everything. And so you see the opportunities that are coming for him to being on Bobby Fish's podcast, Kurt Angle's podcast, working with new Japan. Now getting energy drink deals. Like it wasn't a fightful article that did all of that. As much as I love to take credit for things as a, as a bit and a joke, like the, I'm happy to help in any way that I can with this platform that we have, but the work is put in by the actual people that I'm, I'm writing about, not just me doing these articles, but you know, I'll take free energy drinks. I appreciate that. (laughs) We are, we are the beginning of a platform and it always comes down to how the people who are platform, you know, run with it. Like you were saying, it's the same thing with Darius Carter. I'll put him over as well. He was someone that, uh, you know, thanks to SB3 came on the show and gave us more time than I think either of us expected. We ended up doing about 40 minutes with him on this show and uh, it was, it was excellent. And what did he do with it? He spent so much time, you know, using that springboard to continue his, uh, his journey and, and promoting what he does. So it's great. Listen, like you said, it's, it's wonderful when people, 
take this platform and use it as an opportunity to continue promoting themselves and moving forward. Uh, and for some people, it's it's an opportunity just to come and chat and uh, and have a, a, a nice morning you know conversation. And that's fine with us too. As long as it's a good conversation, I'm happy with it. Vinny's always good for that. Vinny's Vinny's fantastic. So I appreciate him. He's created more work for me now because now I got to write headlines and articles. I'm so behind. I'm so behind, Joel, as I complain about uh, all the work that I uh, do. You, all right. Do some more work real quick? Do I want to do some more work? Why? I mean, this is a, this is Smash Wrestling. This is my, my home turf. We had... Uh, <clears throat> sorry. We Are you had okay? Yeah, I, I coughed. Uh, we had Kevin Bennett on the show a couple of days ago, and he was talking about Smash Wrestling. They got a big event coming up uh, on, on, the, on the 20th. This is actually August 20th. On that show is also uh, Sean Ross Sapp's best friend, Shaza McKenzie, who is supposed to be challenging for the, uh, the women's championship at Smash Wrestling. Well, their women's champion just vacated the title. Shaza Ooh. is still on the card. She's now facing Silesia Sparks. For those who don't know Sleazy Spark, she's done a lot of work with AEW and Ring of Honor. Uh, she's local to me here in Toronto. So uh, there you go. I'll, I'll put that over. We might we might have to talk to Shaza on uh, on Friday after all, because originally, uh, I'll, again, I'll pull back the curtain. We had an idea to have Shaza and her original opponent, Nikita, who was the women's champion at the time, to come on and join us and do a tete-a-tete, a head-to-head. Uh, that clearly can't happen now because Nikita has vacated her title. But we might just have to talk to Shaza after all, because that's a pretty big of a opportunity for her. There will be a new champion crowned at Smash Wrestling's uh, big Super Showdown show. So we potentially could have Shaza on uh, on on Friday. I'll go ahead and I don't like making <clears throat> announcements, so I, I apologize if this uh, does not work out. But tentatively scheduled, penciled in uh, the new IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champion Alec Price. Scheduled to join us on Friday. Alec Price has been on a spotlight before in an interview that um, I don't know, Joel. If you if you watch this one, if um, the the people remember, in the middle of that interview is when we found out Jay Briscoe had passed away, and I, I saw the news while we were speaking to Alec, and like I kind of had to bring it up during the interview. So uh, yeah, that's unfortunately the the memory I will forever have of that interview. So it'll be nice to, to talk to Alec about his big uh, title win and hopefully nothing bad happens in the middle of this interview. Um, so yeah, Friday could be a big show with Alec and uh, Shaza joining us. Um, yeah. yeah, no, no guarantees on Shaza just yet. We'll, we'll reach out and we'll see uh, if she's available for us. You know, I, I don't know. I, I never want to guarantee anybody coming on the show, even when we pencil men, book them, anything it's wrestling plans, change plans, fall through Joel, I could transition that into, you know, the, the topic of like, hey, speaking of plans kind of changing and maybe being for the better and maybe letting it play out. Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, I'm just going to turn it over to you because I said on Monday it wasn't about Trish and Becky, despite what everybody else was talking about. It was all about Joel Pearl. It was all about Joel Pearl being correct. And I said, like, look if this has a clean finish and everything, and this is the end, I'm going to make sure everybody tells you you were wrong. I was ready to, to beat that drum. I was ready to let everybody attack you, Joel. And I said, if it ends in a DQ, if they do set up a cage match or some stipulation, you can take your victory lap and I'll support your victory lap because I was going to go hard the other way. Hardest man alive the other way. So Joel, 
you were right. I will say it. You were right. Everyone complained when it was not the main event. How could this not be the main event? They're not doing justice to Trish and Becky. How? This is unfair. They did the match, double count out, ended up in the concession stand. Zoe Stark interfered or got involved because she was banned from ringside. Adam Pierce said, no, 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 my friends. We're not doing it like that. You're going to do it in a cage. They did not announce the date for the cage match. It would make sense that it would be payback because why would you do it on Raw? But we'll see. We'll see. Regardless, Joel was correct. They did the DQ. They're setting up the cage match. Joel, the floor is yours. So CM Punk and <laughs> Jungle Dragon. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. And I, okay. I don't, I'm, I'm not the, the guy who does the big grandiose. I, you know what I really wanted to do this morning, Jeremy, if I really wanted to do that, I was going to get like confetti or at least AI confetti and just, <laughs> just you should have. come on. I had no time. I had a million other things going on this morning. Uh, instead, I will say this. I know that for the last few years, uh, especially here on Fightful, we've made a joke out of let it play out to the point where like people rightfully could not let things play out because they were almost guaranteed to be let down. I understand that. This was a story to me that always made sense as things got pushed. And I'm not, I'm not going to argue that things probably got pushed. I mean, there have been reports that both women were healthy and yada, yada. You and I had a whole long ass discussion about it. And I said to you, you know, the way the SummerSlam card looked, this match didn't make sense to be on SummerSlam. And we talked about what was or what should have been or what shouldn't have been on the card. That's notwithstanding. I, I, I always approached it. I always approached it as what made sense for for the booking of, of a feud and not every feud has to end at the exact same time you know everyone uh, not when i say everyone it's a, it's kind of a a lot of people uh get stuck in like this wrestlemania is the hard reset it's the end of all the feuds and we continue no that's how it was in the 80s that's how it was in parts of the 90s things have changed like storytelling has changed and there are a lot of different stories going on at a different time sometimes at wrestlemania stories start and it's not just the end like austin rock at uh at 17 let's say when Austin shook Vince McMahon's hand. Technically, that was supposed to be the beginning of a new story. And then everything else happened. And we won't get into that. But the point is, other stories begin at different parts of, of, of the show. When this didn't end at SummerSlam, I immediately said, okay, this is going to continue. It's going to be in a steel cage. If you have a character who has a heavy and the heavy keeps getting involved, they're going to wind up in a cage or they're going to put the heavy in a cage and suspend her above the ring, but they don't have a new shark cage coming out anytime soon. So it didn't matter. Instead, I said, you know, oh, they're just going to put this in a steel cage and then they'll do a one-on-one match and Becky will win. And then in a few months down the road, they'll build to Becky versus Rhea because we are going to Becky versus Rhea Ripley for the Women's World Championship. And that's something that people should be excited about. Instead, if you're looking, we, and, and this is this is the one of the bigger problems for people who are so tunnel visioned on the week to week and they only think about what's happening live on the show right away people get upset really easily and i see a lot of sentiment of people saying you know why isn't this when when the uh when the rundown came out for raw over on fightful select uh, best five bucks in the business i'll plug it right there and it wasn't the main event of becky and trish but instead the main event was cody and finn balor i said oh no they're definitely extending this trish and becky feud because Two things. One, 
they knew that if they put it in the, they knew if they didn't put it in the main event and this, the match ended, then people would have been upset. There is a certain fan service involved. There is. They weren't going to be completely stupid, but people instead immediately went to, oh, they're mistreating the women and everything sucks and this is going to be the worst. Why is it the main event? Oh, treat equality. And treat-. Listen, I am one of the first people who will sit here and talk about women's wrestling deserving better. And also, I will equally call out when we are just kind of saying shit for the sake of saying shit. Uh, and we, we talked about this. But what happened on Monday... I saw them come out. I saw it was the 10 o'clock hour and I was like, okay, this is, this is, a, this is a moment. They're going to pop a rating, but also this is not going to be the end of it. This is easily going to be a continuation. And what do they do? I think they got out of it very well, by the way. I like when they started the match, I said, and I think Denise Salcedo said the same thing on, on the post show. She said, this didn't feel like a match that these two like cared about quote unquote. This wasn't the blow off feel. This felt like just a match. And really what it was, was the beginning to get to the means of going up the stairs, the double count out, which again, I love, I love that they took their time on the stairwell to get to the back and do that whole merch uh, stand spot. Trish grabbing the t-shirt and just being like, ah, I think it was hilarious and stupid altogether. Uh, and then, and then Zoe showed up and I was just like, perfect. This is exactly what we're doing. And then they do the segment backstage where Adam Pierce approaches them and says, we're going to do it in a steel cage. Yes. He did not give a date. I think because payback is how many weeks away? It's still three weeks away. Yeah. And there's other stuff that they're building towards. It kind of just like, it, I think maybe, you know, Becky will make the challenge and be like, yes, we're doing it in a steel cage. I wanted a payback. She'll go to Adam Pierce and he'll be like, it is official. And eventually they'll make the t-shirt for Adam Pierce. Cause that's what he wants more than anything in this world is that stupid. It is official t-shirt. So all this to say, yeah, listen, okay. I was right. And I will happily take this victory lap, but I also want people to continue to, engage with the possibility that sometimes letting it play out can work. And I think we've seen a few times uh, over the last year that, yeah, letting it play out does still exist in wrestling and long-term storytelling does still exist. Sometimes, sometimes devices and plot lines get dropped and sometimes they don't. And this was one of those times where they didn't last night on, on NXT. I dug in on, on Dana Brooke because she is very much, you know, She's wearing black. She's a heel now. And then she had Kalani Jordan, her protege, putting her, uh, her hand on, on, on Dana Brooke's shoulder after she lost. And what's Dana doing? Mean mugging Kalani, who's like staring the opposite direction. I'm like, shit like that, that's just bad acting. And the match itself is a whole other can of worms. I saw some people um, with, with wrestling acumen, not just piling on, but people po- rightfully pointing out that there were some big holes in that match. Because again, my point here is that I will take, I will take either side here, and I will call it out when it's good, and I will call it out when it's bad. And whatever they're doing with Dana Brooke right now is not it. And the the acting is bad. The wrestling match was bad. However, the Becky and Trish stuff, I expect a very, very, very good steel cage match to end the feud. Trish mentioned in a promo she wants a steel cage. She's getting her steel cage match, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope it's a payback. Does it need to be the main event? Honestly, that depends what else is on the card. I would like for it to be the main event because I think it's one of the longest storylines they have going right now, but I would also not hate it. If it's just a featured match, it could open the show and be hot and have people talk about it all night, but I don't know what to expect. That's what I got to add. 
Cyclops, Ben, and Logan were only in the third inning of the Becky versus Trish. When Becky wins that Women's World Championship, we will absolutely be in the bottom of the third. Trish will go after that title again. No, I think this is it for Trish. When, when she loses that steel cage match, that'll be it. And then the story is going to be Zoe Stark having to go out on her own and figure it out. And that's okay, too. I think that's good. I think this has been the most beneficial opportunity for Zoe, and she has run with it. I, when it comes to, um, you know, the, the let it play out thing, we had this discussion after, uh, after the, the rematch or yeah, the rematch was made when they did the two, two second match. Cause Zoe interfered on, on raw and people were very upset of like, how could they end the feud like this, blah, 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 blah. And then they couldn't wait through a commercial break of, Oh, the, they just announced the match for, for two weeks later. And then, of course, the discussion became of uh, why isn't this on SummerSlam? Look, we we dove into that uh, before and everything. But your point of the, the let it play out is, yeah, I saw a lot of a lot of people, a lot of a lot of our pals, honestly, um, a, a lot of people saying that, you know, why isn't this the main event? Why isn't this the main event? Like, oh, they've done the the girl's dirty. This should be the main event, blah, 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 blah. And I, I honestly, I thought, I thought about your booking Joel. And I thought about like, Hey, maybe it's not the main event. Cause this ain't the end of the story right now. And again, like had it, had it been the end of the story and it wasn't the main event, then sure. Complain about this stuff. It, it should have been the main event, but to your point, like, if you put that in the main event, you do a double count out. You're going to piss off a lot of people. Uh, you don't want to do that. So it made sense to put it where they put it because they knew what they were booking there and they knew what they had with this match, how it was going to end and then what it's, uh, what it's going to lead to. But yeah, we are so in a, Hey, let's comment on everything right away and let's be the, the extreme of everything immediately instead of just waiting five 10 minutes to see what actually happens with things. And I get it. You want to comment on the show as it happens, but you're not even commenting like necessarily on what's happening on the show when you're making these, why isn't this the main event type of thing? You're just complaining about the placing of a, of a match when it hasn't happened yet. And you don't know what's going to happen in the match. Like that's, you're you're complaining about the run sheet at that point. It's like, Oh, just wait. Just wait and see kind of kind of what happens. This is why no one knows how to use Twitter except for certain select few who just get their jokes off because that's all Twitter should be used for. True. Don't actually use it to try to have a discussion or to get real thoughts out there. Everybody get jokes off. That's it. So uh, two things. One is in the back of my head at all times, which is probably the worst possible place for it to be, is this voice, this voice that exists that I will never forget. And it just says, God damn it. You got to take them for a ride. And every single time I watch WWE programming, I have that Vince McMahon. You got to take them for a ride voice in the back of my head. And that's what he did. And not him, but that's what WWE as, as a collective creative unit have been doing and did with the last few weeks of the Becky and Trish story. They kind of gaslight you a little bit, but you also kind of gaslight yourself when you get upset over these things in the moment and don't think about the other side of how storytelling can go. Um, Here's the other thing. A lot of y'all 
did not watch afternoon stories while your mom folded laundry and it shows <laughs> wwe it's a soap opera how many watch the beginning of beyond the mat and they call it a male testosterone infused soap opera that's what wrestling is it, and it's it, the acting is bad and that's fine the wrestling should be good the action should be good but the point here is that these are characters and they are consistently in some sort of turmoil or issue with each other or around each other. Soap operas drag the shit out of everything out. Okay. The, whatever you think you're watching on a soap opera on Monday is going to be an entirely different show. Come Friday, hell come Tuesday. I wanted to say come Tuesday, because, you know, the guy uh but it's going to be different and that's what soap opera is and that's what you're watching week to week you're watching a soap opera wrestling is a soap opera go watch young and the restless and you'll you'll hate it after a week just watch a full is, is young and the restless still on the air can someone tell me i, I don't, don't know. know but either way so someone pointing out worse than dragon ball z and then that's when i was a kid i used to watch it and i remember watching a few episodes and being like oh my god nothing happens because they just recap and go side you know side story side story nothing actually happens in the main story that's kind of what wrestling can be sometimes it's just divert until eventually you get to your point and you get to your point in dragon ball z's case at the season or series finale so there you go the young and the wrestlers thing. young and the wrestlers is good that's right i like that uh, so now we're getting we're getting Trish and Becky in the cage in Pittsburgh, uh, allegedly. Well, Presumably. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'll hopefully be there to, to watch the, this match and whatever else they announce for this card. But look, if your biggest takeaway, if anybody can take anything away from this discussion, it is unfortunately that Joel Pearl was correct. I hope everyone uh, takes that away from from this discussion and from these few weeks from these few weeks uh of 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 discussion regarding trish and becky show a little excitement jeremy no oh okay general local medical facility (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the show that got george clooney his start so there you go That's good. I've got to start somewhere. <laughs> I did that when I was a little kid, Joel. And that's why I can't stand WWE. <laughs> Thank you, Frantic. I get it. I really do. Well, that's um, fair. I dipped in and out of wrestling as a kid. But uh, yeah, this is one of those things. Uh, my grandma would love, love the uh, the store, her stories. If, if you don't call them your stories, then you ain't, you ain't a real soap fan. All right. That's, that's all I'm looking at. Like uh, my Nana. I was like, gotta watch my stories, but she would always call them. I, I couldn't get into it. She, as the world turns, was her favorite one. We go as the WWE universe turns is what we would, I guess, call Didn't that one. Did they do that? Didn't they do a parody of that? Probably. They probably did. That sounds about right. There was yeah, one that they, was like all about. It was a supernatural type of thing. I forget what the what it was called, but it was it was popular with the uh, the YA crowd. I don't know what that was uh cyclops but and logan another another cheer here what do we got it says back when men were men there was no twitter for soft fans go cry about things a fantasy book not happening no they <laughs> used live journal for that <laughs> man live journal what a thing that should was we talk about it should we talk about the guy who used to love his live journal i assume philip 
Yes. Philip, a live journal fan. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, his live journals were a thing of uh, of a uh, uh, God knows what back in the day. They were, th- yeah. Anyway, uh, Ryan, by the way, earlier had said Mammoth? Yes. Uh, no. no, no. We talk about him later. Ryan Sullivan in their <laughs> chat had mentioned kudos to whoever came up with the uh, glass half full. Oh, yeah. on the thumbnail yes that was me yes i was exhausted and i didn't know how it would go over but if you liked it i'll take it joel like, does all the thumbnails any any of the thumbnail credit it go goes to joel uh so yeah if you enjoy any of the thumbnails that's joel and if you don't like any of them that's also joel passions was the name of that show by the way passions it was, oh yeah it's a witchy type of show oh okay sure people talking about telenovelas yeah that, there you go the Spanish ones, they're still going. Who who was it? Who was the wrestler who's on telenovelas? And uh, it, no, not was it Mark Jindrak? Oh, was I it Jindrak? It was either Jin, uh, Sean O'Hare's gone, so it's not Jindrak and O'Hare. I think it's Jindrak. Okay, but either way, yeah. <laughs> the anonymous ITW general manager just sent me a message saying, "I loved Passions." <laughs> oh God. That doesn't surprise me. You've seen how pale she is. She could pass for a witch easily. Oh, no. That was mean. I love it. All right. She's going to be mad at me now. <laughs> she says, they took my faith soap off for sunset sunch- beach for that, but I washed it from the start and for several months. <laughs> Just casually leaking the DMs. Why not? Oh, man. <sighs> Uh, before we talk about the CM Punk stuff, and because we're just we're on a bit of a WWE thing, and the women, uh, the Lacey Evans stuff, uh, Dave at least Dave Meltzer is saying it's confirmed. Who knows? We'll probably get confirmation about that. But uh, looks like Macy Estrella is uh, is gone. Is that yeah? Is Mark Jindrak perfect? Uh, who was in the the telenovelas? But yeah, it looks like Lacey's done with WWE. Um, they they tried to repackage her more times than a bad bag of jerky, and here we are. You, you you tried for that one. You tried with the, the repackage. Not good. I was gonna say more times than like an Amazon shipment or something. So. That's good. Yeah, I could try yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, my, her, my, biggest my, her, sorry, her, biggest, her biggest moment was announcing her pregnancy on the air with Ric Flair. That truly was. That truly was my my poor beautiful wife saying she's very pale. She is. Bless her. Bless her. But you know, I can't tell lies on this show, Joel. Um, but I have to tell you who you are. Yes. Uh, yeah, Lacey Evans. Um, sure. Like, I'll say nice things about Lacey Evans, the te- television character. Her theme song ruled. Uh, absolutely loved the the theme song. And then I do think there was some life to the you nasty gimmick. Like, I w- I wasn't mad. At that I thought that was that was good. She did those like little videos and stuff, the the Southern Bell type thing. Like I thought that was fine. The military stuff was just not it, uh, and it it showed by how quickly they attempted to drop that and then try to pick it back up. Sergeant Slaughter was bearing it, wasn't good. And I understand like that's her, but like it just it, what they tried to make her. Remember they tried to make her a baby face and got her kid involved and everything like none of that worked either it's very strange i was i was writing something up on her last night and she's never won a title like you know you would think someone who's kind of been around for as long as she'd been around she would have just 
had one of those runs, she would have just been given the title because it feels like everybody is kind of given a title. She was always in, she was always like prominently featured too. It's not even like, hey, she was until recently, she was typically on television every time she was around. But yeah, she, she never won the title. Uh, I credit her for Becky Lynch's WrestleMania 35 story completely dropping off a cliff after she won the title because that feud was awful and uh it kind of killed becky's momentum coming out of wrestlemania and that's unfortunate yeah she didn't win a women's tag title or nothing dana brooke at least got a 24 7 title like god bless you know <laughs> lacy just she won a slammy even the slammy she had to co-share with the hurt business so like she didn't even get a full slammy <laughs> on that I'm sorry. It's just the idea that she had to share share an award with the her business. It's just yeah, like she didn't even get she didn't even get the full slammy on that. Um, you know, uh, so, that's that's what it comes down to with, with Lacey. I thought they could have done more with her, the character, the Southern Belle kind of character. They they didn't. They dropped it. That was that. I was never the biggest fan of her. Uh, of her as a performer or anything i have no time for what she has said uh, when it comes to other things and uh yeah that's that's that i it sucks when people are out of a job i don't want i don't wish that upon anybody i don't know if it was a mutual thing i don't know if it was you know a, a release if her contract expired and they just decided not to renew it uh i maybe dave has something on it i haven't read the reports maybe maybe sean has more on that but yeah she's gone and that's that's sort of that she remember she returned a couple weeks ago and just like lost to charlotte and then that's our last match they had to put the the bow on the last time they had a match together they'd actually have it and charlotte had to win uh i had i misread this when Ryan said she had the title of flair's mistress i first read that as she had the title of flair's mattress (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Wow, Ric Flair was the daddy after all." But no, that's I mean, uh, that like that didn't have legs. Obviously, that was a terrible storyline. I was very curious as to where they were actually gonna go with that, though. Really curious where that was all going to lead to. Um, yeah, I I don't know what she does next. I don't think I, I i assume she still wants to wrestle maybe dude, dude there are people out there who are saying she's coming after camille's nwa women's world championship you know what go for it all the power to you because you know what we don't do on this show talk about the nwa so if you do it still not going to talk about you either um i'm looking i'm looking something up because Let's the wife go. has brought something to to my attention regarding Lacey Evans. Uh, it was, it was. So you know that Charlotte and Lacey match that they randomly put on television. That was the same night that was SmackDown, June 23rd. That was supposed to be Bailey and Shotzi. That's and they right. bumped Bailey and Shotzi. And, and, you know, Bailey, I was, I was like very upset when they got bumped, when they bumped this because, uh, Bailey had done all the media leading up to it, promoting the match. And then it got bumped for a cold Charlotte and Lacey match. And then we saw what happened with Lacey 
after all of that. So just an odd situation, that whole thing that they bumped Bailey and Shotzi. Like they made it up, which is good, but yeah, they bumped that match to do this cold Lacey and Charlotte match, no follow-up of Lacey. And now she's, that's going to be her last match for the time being in WWE. So uh, shout out to the wife for remembering that. Yeah. That, that was a time. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, if she shows up at NWA 75, sure. Why not? That'll get Billy that big TV deal that he's promised for years. Oh, man. That's going to be the headline news of the weekend. You got All In. You got Impact Emergency. and Emergence. Or emergence. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you got All In. What? I plan to be there. And my, my brother oh. will be there with his, oh. uh, his new fiance. I do want to shout out my brother. He got engaged last night. So. Congratulations, brother. I'm very happy for you. I'm very excited for you. I, you know, I love love, so I'm very excited for them. Am I invited to the wedding? I mean, if you want to come and visit Toronto, I can probably get you in. Can I be a small plus one? <laughs> I, I think my <laughs> wife and child might have a problem with that, but sure. Actually, that kid doesn't know what's going on. He will by next, I think, next year. When's the wedding? I, I, you, I don't know. They just engaged probably next year. All right, plan it for the same time around the Taylor Swift concert, and then I'll be actually. Show, actually, I've been I have been hinted potentially next year uh, around all out. <laughs> They're talking around. Labor Day. Oh, okay. which which I was like immediately like, why would you get married on Labor Day weekend? Like, stop it! If you are someone who plans to get married, do not get married on a major holiday weekend of any kind in any wow. city. Stop getting married on holiday weekends. It's just bad news for everybody. It doesn't work, okay? My, my wife and I got married on a Monday in a park in downtown Toronto. You know how great that wedding was? It was fantastic. Do Joel that. shoots on wedding dates is what we need. Why are you against people getting married uh, on, on Labor Day weekend or any other kind of holiday weekend first of all you gotta, they don't care about wrestling rightfully so rightfully so no it's a busy it's a busy long weekend people are visiting people are in it's just it's the worst weekend okay let me put it like this it's not the problem of, of being um the bride or groom and coming to the wedding it's actually the problem of being someone who comes in from out of town and has to book a hotel at those prices on a long weekend on a busy long weekend that's the part that really sucks well, Joel, have they ever just thought about making more money? And so then they t- it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're fine. The visitors, not so much. I live here. We're okay. No, I'm saying the visitor. Just if you're the visitor, make more money and you'll be less depressed. Um, that's a, <laughs> oh, no. Stop, yeah, yeah. That's stop bringing it around. Um, no, but, but maybe they don't want those people at their wedding. Joel, that's a honestly great bit. Just book it to where the people you, uh, the out of town people cannot afford to come. And so then it's like, yeah, we don't actually want these people here anyway. This is fantastic. I respect that. I respect it. So he's he's coming with me with his fiance to to emergence. And I'm very much looking forward to that because my brother is like, he's, he was a wrestling fan back when he was a little kid, but he wasn't like nearly as into it as now I am. So he'll still ask me and like follow my journey and stuff. But like, my favorite question yesterday he asked me was like, are they going to have food at this event? <laughs> and I was like, I think he thinks, I think, see, I think he thought it was either at a big arena or at a bar, which yes, traditionally both of those venues would have some sort of food option. No, the impact event is at rebel nightclub. It is at an entertainment complex, which is really a nightclub. They do not serve any food. 
at least that I'm aware of, because I've been there a handful of times and I've never eaten there. Uh, so yeah, they, <laughs> he asked me and I was like, you don't even... no, they got like maybe a bag of chips because legally you have to, but no food. Let's say they don't set up like a hot dog stand or something. That would be smart, but no, they don't do that. All right, so GCW, I went to, to GCW um, a few months ago, and it was set at basically like a wedding hall. Like you could tell, like a wedding, it even said on there, uh, like the marquee of like wedding on Saturday, GCW on Sunday. It's like, that's a contrast. I remember there. that. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's a, it's a wedding thing. And, you know, at this place, like there's no actual like food concession type thing um because it's just like a, a, a wedding venue so typically weddings are like catered and, and stuff you bring in your food from the outside and stuff even they were smart enough to be like hey let's like have like a hot dog machine going for people they had chips as well they had cookies um but yeah they had a hot dog machine going and so you could at least get a hot dog at the thing. there was a bar of course you had to have uh, the bar um but man, you gotta have at least like a hot dog uh machine going our popcorn machine or something when gcw ran the opera house in toronto there is a restaurant next door to the opera house that is owned by the opera house they don't or at least they encourage you not to bring your food into the venue instead to eat it like in the side area where the food is that that's not at rebel i've never ever have never seen food being sold at rebel that wasn't like traditional bar snacky food because again legally if you're serving alcohol you have to have some sort of food to mop up the alcohol with yeah but yeah there's there's no food food if they served anything i i don't think they'd be open for long <clears throat> get some pizza or something like come no on. because then you got a whole health thing you got to be able to do you got to have food handlers licenses and things like that in order to keep going well you can't just like just get pizza hut and just serve it by the slice this is ain't, that illegal this ain't greek town wrestling they used to do that they used to bring they used to get so much dominoes and then fill the the, the ovens with it not the ovens the, the heaters with it and right. then they got they, then they got an actual hot dog guy who comes in and i know this because my interviews if you ever watch my greek town interviews they are in the kitchen at the church of greek town okay and he's there the got the hot dog guy who operates a very successful uh hot dog uh, stand hot dog carts outside of the Rogers Center, aka the Sky Dome, and and he comes and he does the Greek Town shows. So now I watch him like get them ready, and it's hilarious. And he's a really nice dude. He's hilarious, but he's just he always has shit to say about literally everything going on, and I appreciate him so much. <laughs> this is what I do when we run a wrestling promotion, Joel. This is how we're doing it. Of we're just gonna get large pizzas from Pizza Hut. They got good coupons. You can get like a large pizza for like ten bucks. You say it's like 10 slices, right? 10 slices. We serve them all at 250 profit. No, you need a sponsorship. That's what you need. Regardless, we're profiting. And then maybe we can get a sponsorship out of it after that. But regardless, we profit. It's all about profits, baby. Anyway, Greektown runs a good show and they run a very, very successful uh, merch and food stand at these events. So Impact, I'm just saying, you could do it too. Yeah, you gotta have food, man. You're poor. You're a poor brother. You're dragging him to this show with no food. We're you gonna know. have dinner beforehand. We're probably just invite here. you from the wedding and invite me. That's fine. That's okay. You want to be the best man too? I can be the best man. He's the best. He's the best man. He's the best man. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll give a good speech. I don't know your brother at all, but I'll make up some lies that put him over. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I think you can get away with that. I've watched enough Cody <laughs> interviews to know how to lie. So if I, I even AI'd the lie, baby. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's, let's talk about Critical Glass. Let's talk about CM Punk. I don't right. know too much about this story. I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's hilarious that this is very much like CM Punk did this with Jack Perry and CM Punk meant good. I'm sorry if you were offended by CM Punk being CM Punk. I don't have... I mean, look, Jack Perry should probably not be using real glass in this segment. I don't even know what the segment was. I think it was one of the... um, one of the drive-away spots. Okay. Did they even use glass yeah, for any of this stuff? I don't remember. Honestly, here's so here's what I really... This was the only takeaway from this whole conversation, from this whole article, was Punk's claim was that... This is from FIFOSelect.com, by the way. Uh, best five bucks in the business. Punk's claim was that he was asked to step in and calmly say that they don't do that on Saturdays, and if he doesn't like it, he could stay on Wednesdays. This goes back to the conversation you and I had about causing this like internal tribalism. That's where I sat there and I was just like, really, of all the things he said, that's the one you wanted to use. You couldn't bring up just general safety of workers or why it's a bad idea. Like, why would you bring this into a Saturday versus Wednesday thing? It rules. It's, it's funny, but it's so <laughs> stupid. Because it rules. You're just, just like, nah. Our points. You want to do that dumb shit? You want to do all these super kicks and head drops and all your real glass and your barbed wire and your tacks? Get back to Wednesday with that. Over here on Saturdays, we're about headlocks and clotheslines and chops that I don't like taking. And then they chop me anyway. <laughs> That's a bit that I get behind. I like that he continues. If Punk's going to continue one bit, it's him complaining about chops before, after, during the show. Because that, I think, is hilarious. That I love. That's, uh, no, I respect it easily. Yeah, we'll do this on Saturdays, brother. Uh, Look, it shouldn't be using real glass in the first place. That's dumb. I respect the commitment to the character. You know, I'll not frown. I'll not frown upon that at all because jungle boy would have gone sugar glass jack perry he's a man he's using the real glass i respect that i understand cm punk is the locker room leader on on saturdays uh i don't know if i would have even had jack perry there because even before cm punk came back we heard the stories of yeah, I don't think FTR, uh, certainly certainly Dax has said things about Jack Perry on his podcast. Uh, Jack Perry had, you know, gave that look during that convention that uh, people were mad at him about when he asked about working about with CM Punk and didn't go well. Like, maybe just don't have him on the show at all to even put him in that position. Maybe ask somebody else to tell him, don't do this. <laughs> Look, there's that famous story of uh, Cody and Jericho told it with CM Punk, locker room leader CM Punk. And, you know, the picking up the bottle type of thing. And Booker T's like, he ain't telling me what the hell to do. Who does he think he is? And Cody and Jericho are just like, you know, some people just say they're the locker room leader. And other people just do things to show 
that they're the locker room leader. It's a very old story. Dynamics change, things change, people you know ascend and things like that. But uh, I I always think about that story in in situations like this uh, and what it even means to be a locker room leader. But I think at the end of the day, just have somebody else say these things to Jack, have a producer say this stuff to Jack of just like, Hey man, just maybe we don't do this. Like why does punk have to be the one to do it? You know who could do that? You know, who'd be a really good person to have these conversations with Jack Perry, Christopher Daniels, the head of talent relations, (laughs) Christopher Daniels. That's right. Not Jeff Jarrett. Christopher Daniels would be the perfect guy. But unfortunately, Christopher Daniels is not always allowed uh, on Saturdays. Apparently, he, I guess he likes glass too much. Um, is, that the, is that the reason why? Because he likes glass? Real glass? None of that sugar glass? Yeah. Yeah. I love why Solo being like, basically, this is, we're booking the dynamite over Thanksgiving right here. None of this is going to happen, though. No, it's not, but it could. <laughs> oh man it's just it's wild to me that that is that is that is again the stories are going to keep coming out about punk having conversations with wrestlers and either they go well or they don't and then one side says to another this is how i feel or this is what happened my i still love the whole hangman and text the, the text to hangman like <laughs> just to be a fly on the wall to watch that conversation and to be a uh, the phone hacker who gets to see what that conversation looked like. I don't think it was much of a conversation. It just feels like it was. I'm sorry dumb. about that. And then, so here's something I saw of. We talked a little bit about it um, on Monday of CM Punk's trying to work himself into a work or he's trying to shoot himself into a work, I guess is basically that's what he's trying to do, right? Like he is trying to shoot and and do all this stuff. And so he can eventually work with these guys. And like that, that promo didn't come off well. And, you know, he said that it was, or or the reports say that it was trying to be like kind of a joke thing. And he apologized. It, It wasn't meant to be that way and everything, but I feel like he hasn't understanding enough to know how it was going to play out. If when you say these type of things, maybe like find a different route, like clearly you're let me shoot on these guys. So they'll work with me. Uh, approach is not working. So maybe like, let me work with these guys. So they'll work with me of just like, you know, if you see a, this is hangman country sign, Maybe just be like, it's an after, it's a post-show gimmick. Like, you know, it's it's not it's not televised or anything. And the negative's always going to blow up before the positive. I get that. But maybe if you see that sign, just be like, yeah, you know, Hangman, good, good, good dude. Say that. And then maybe they'll be like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe Punk is turning a corner and does want to work with us. Maybe just put over Hangman. Like, yeah, you know, we've had our differences, but like people love them type of thing. Like, just do that. And I think that probably goes further with uh, the elite and their their mindset than let's let's shoot and then hope they hope they work with me. Because I understand Punk's mindset. Punk's mindset is a, a very old school wrestler's mindset of personal issues, draw money. How many times have we heard that? Um 
And for the the elite guys, again, there's there's the feelings that are there. That ain't their mindset in this case. It, it can be like the the young bucks are working with FTR. That's certainly a thing that was personal and turned into hey, let's work together type of thing. Different scenario, and it ain't working. So maybe try something else. Well, I mean, it helps that Dax and Cash didn't try to bite either Matt or Nick. So there's that. Not that Punk did the biting, but you know, just putting it out there. Uh, I do want to add the, uh, the Nick Hausman added to the story and said, for what it's worth, I'm not reading this verbatim, but he essentially said that for what it's worth, uh, Punk texted him after brawl out and apologized and immediately. And he said it like, I don't know how he got my number. <laughs> I'm sitting there being like, how does CM Punk keep getting people's phone numbers? Who keeps giving him access to these people? Because I don't think he had Hangman's number, or if he did, I mean, is there like an employee roster sheet that he can get it from? But then he got Nick's from someone in PR who has worked with Nick before. I don't know. <laughs> Just, I love the idea of CM Punk having a Rolodex and being like, I gotta apologize to him. I gotta talk to him. Oh, I have, I got a problem with him. No, I'm never going to talk to him. He just rips it out. Like an old school Rolodex is what I expect, Jeremy. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, and maybe Punk has that. He just does an email blast to everybody. Just like, sorry about that, guys. Just sends it out to whoever he needs to send it out to. BCC everyone and go go from there. Well, no, he doesn't really talk to them either. Uh, that's true. That's true. Sure. Unless he watches Rocky finally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You see Cody with his uh his Rocky Philadelphia gear. He's happy. He's excited for Philly. It should be. Ten thousand dollar tickets. Let's go. <laughs> Apparently not the case. Uh how much would you pay for a WrestleMania ticket? Like for real. For real. I'm trying to think how much I paid for Mania 30. Um and I don't recall how much it actually was. See, I don't mind sitting in like I don't need to sit front row. I, I don't need to sit floor. I don't feel like those are the best seats anyway. Um, big stadium shows. I had good seats for Mania 30. Uh, it was, you know, that was at the uh, Super Silver Dome. Um, but th- those were good seats. And it was like kind of middle uh, of the arena type of thing, but like not quite upper section. That's a good arena, uh, by the way, the, uh, the Super Dome. In, in Louisiana, New Orleans, uh, not the Silver Dome, the Super Silver Dome, as Hulk Hogan called it. I don't know how much would I pay. I'm cheap, dude. Like, gonna it's be fair. honest, I'm pretty cheap. I and I don't care that much to see live wrestling to where I want to pay that much money. So maybe like a couple bucks, <laughs> <laughs> two bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When uh, when I I told my SummerSlam 2021 story a hundred times, but when I was searching the morning of SummerSlam, there were tickets on the floor for like thirty five bucks, not resale. I don't know what it was, but suddenly it was just seats for thirty thirty nine or thirty five bucks, and I almost bought a ticket that morning. And I was like, I'm going solo. I can just walk up to any open seat that I see in a further along you know closer to the front row and uh and that'd be fine i didn't do it in the end because i got offered a better ticket with friends so that was good but yeah i mean god i'm cheap just like you i I, when when tim and i went to raw in toronto back in october we spent 50 bucks each and we sat lower bowl 
but we were in the like limited view area, which really just meant we couldn't see the sign, the, um, the Titantron. So, and I, I, you know, going to SmackDown on, on Friday. So there's that. You want to SmackDown on Friday? I am going to SmackDown on Friday. What's on SmackDown on Friday? Oh, Edge is wrestling. Edge is wrestling Sheamus. Okay. What could possibly be his last match ever in WWE? Probably not. I don't think it's retirement. I feel like. Does Edge have friends? Does he have two friends? Um, they're both an impact, aren't they? Yeah, the Edge heads are definitely. Well, one is currently going to MLW. Yeah, one's a free agent. Yeah, the other one's an impact. I feel like yeah. they could work. It was hair out. long again, so that could work. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel know. like they could work something out there. Yeah, I feel like Edge's got friends. What are the Maple Leafs? They're not doing anything. It's it's the summer. I mean, even if it was during the season, they're not doing anything. They could jump in there, help them out. Oh yeah, no, he could definitely get some of the Leafs. I mean, they listen. The Leafs can't make it past the second round, so I feel like whatever the blow-off match would be, Edge would lose. So I guess maybe it's the perfect retirement after all. He's got a he's got a Maple Leafs like T-shirt. Uh, every time they come to yeah, Toronto, Edge does the Leafs collab, and every time they come to Toronto, I'm like, can we just do something different? Literally anything. Do do a Cody in the Leafs. Do a Canadian Nightmare shirt. Anything. No, that doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes sense, Jeremy. It's a telenovela. It's gotta be it's gotta be Edge. Edge is acting like an actual Leafs fan. Yeah, he did that one interview with that guy, Steve Dangle, and now everyone's like he's a Leafs fan for life. He he like is an actual Leafs fan. He's done more than that. Like he's he's on right. like a lot he's of like popular. lots of media podcasts. Yeah, yeah, he's most popular from this latest run from doing the Steve Dangle show. Yeah. Anyway, we got a super chat from my soul. So let's read it with everything that comes out in retrospect. Do you guys think that CM Punk had anything to do with Cole Cabana disappearing? If so, to what extent should it have been leaked to the dirt sheets? Well, okay. Let's start with the first part. Jeremy, do you think that Punk had something to do with Cole Cabana disappearing, even though he swears up and down that him and his mother share a bank account? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm going to present facts here. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to present facts. Punk did commentary for a Cabana match in AEW. Um, I haven't gone back to rewatch it. I don't know how much he said when Cabana was like actually in the ring or anything, but it was like a Dark Order match that Cabana was on. So clearly, they were backstage together through various points. There was something there were like, they were fine enough to be in the backstage environment. It's a fact that Cole Cabana's contract expired for a couple of days. Uh, after you know in whatever the i forget the time frame um but it's a fact that it expired cabana himself has said like it expired for a couple days he got brought back um oh oh man sean's here to hello sean don't mind the mess in the background and the little foot plush that i got from my childhood home the other day um adorable cleanup crew is that an egg that looks like a donut it's nature's egg, also known as a very tiny potato. Oh, okay. Please tell me the potato is cooked. Yeah, of course. Okay. My dad once bit into a raw potato and thought that was like the best thing you could do. Uh, I mean. It was not. Joel, I uh, was poor up until a few years ago, so raw potatoes with salt were a snack for me. <laughs> what about cheese and a banana? What? That sounds awful. That sounds like that's, an awful That's an HR violation. That's sexual harassment. <laughs> Didn't we do that on this channel? We talked about that? No, Kate, 
I talked about that with somebody. I forget who, but it was on. The I, was it Haley when Haley was on? We talked. Oh about yeah, that? it was. Yeah. <laughs> Good time. That's uh, well. Don't like that. I've also got Woody from Toy Story, and that is, I think it's what the Mattel Rex was based off of because it is Mattel and it is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. But I had it long before that. But yeah, cool stuff here. I'm cleaning up. Uh, my loft that way I can get the studio ready so I can hopefully and very unlikely get any AEW talent or anybody that happens to be extras this weekend at collision to swing by, do an interview or two. Yeah. What are you drinking? Is it a, is it a typical monster? Yeah. I don't want to promote them though. Cause they don't pay us. Yeah. It's, it's been an energy drink day. We had Vinny Pacifico on earlier talking about, you know, G fuel. He's yeah, going to wrestle in go. New Japan. Yeah. He can he can promote that. I'm glad at least they're paying him. But yeah, yeah. fair enough. All right. Yeah. What what I miss out on? I haven't been here in a while. I got I got yeah. nothing in the head. Yeah. You feeling okay? I'm feeling great. I feel really good now. Good. Good, good to hear. Last uh, week we... last week there were a couple rough days. Thank you guys for uh, filling in for me on the Q and A show. Oh yeah, we did do that, didn't we? Yeah. Thanks for sending some answers. That uh, that does help. Otherwise, yeah. we're just making shit up. <laughs> I think I'm going to use that as the method now. If I happen to miss like a and I'll just set up the Q&A like a, a day before and whoever's running it, I'll send uh, I'll send them some answers. That way uh, it, people can get a little bit something different than, than me, especially concussed me, um, <laughs> which is something they probably feel like they deal with on a daily basis already. And then they'll get some, some uh, questions answered too. Warm apple pie, huh? Yep. That's a good one, right? <laughs> sure. The conversation that ensued, not so much. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Nope, don't do that. <laughs> I'll get fired. <laughs> Wonderful. What did y'all do? Talk about me screwing a pie or something? That doesn't sound like me, does it, Sean? <laughs> doesn't sound like me to bring up an American Pie reference. Oh, man. <laughs> little do you all know that my concussion emerged from a a super gluing accident oh <laughs> did you super glue yourself to yourself <laughs> there you go there you go um uh, what a great movie but the first two just amazing, amazing they were films i thought uh, i thought uh reunion was good too wedding was like eh okay seems very I'm, weird that they would omit people from that movie and that that was all that it was like chris klein was like yeah i wanted to do it they never called me we have not watched reunion or wedding in forever i watched one and two religiously like as a teenager and of course a little older yeah. i rewatched all of them all the main ones a few months ago and they they hold up pretty well like they're they're still pretty funny um I do wish there were more R-rated comedies today. I don't think that you need to. People are like, oh, you can't because of society. Yeah, you can. You absolutely can. Blockers came out a few years ago. It was very funny. The Package came out a few years ago. That was incredibly funny uh, where a, a dude gets his wiener cut off and his friends are uh, travel trying to get it back to him at the hospital so he can have it reattached. It is what? phenomenal. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. What? Oh, it's it's unbelievable. You have to watch it. You've never I, seen I, the package? 
No, I've never heard oh, of it. Until my just God, now. it's incredible. Um, I'm trying to who's think in who's this? in it. I can't pronounce her last name. Geraldina. She's in. I'll, I'll, she was in Blockers, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is really, really good. Oh, okay. So I see the producer list, and it's by the the people who do uh, Workaholics, and that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I will 100% watch this now, knowing that they are the uh, producers. On this. It's phenomenal. What's my opinion on Double J in the movie Spring Breakers? It was funny. I thought the movie was a little disappointing. But um, uh, yeah, no hard feelings. I'm going to watch that one soon. Uh, funny story. I got, uh, sometimes we get news tips. And I got a news tip about that movie that said, hey, don't know if this is the type of the th- type of thing you'll run, but Jennifer Lawrence does a German suplex naked yes. in this movie. And I said, huh, okay. I, I've seen that uh, comment from people on, on Twitter that she does a suplex with her uh, vag. Clam out. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> what people have said. I reached out to uh, Alexis Fox to you know, she's training with Jay Lethal. I'm trying to get her on this show to talk about her wrestling training. So cool. we'll see how that goes for us. Um, but yes, the the invite is out there if uh, she would like to join us on this show to talk yeah. about her wrestling oh, training. Of and, all the invites you uh, you you sent last night, I think that's the one that I look most forward to. <laughs> also, yeah, the movie Strays is out soon. Uh, that's a I think an R-rated movie about stray dogs with Jamie Foxx and Will Ferrell. I'll probably go watch that this week, actually. Yeah. Probably go watch that. Anyway, Sean, thank somebody you. Somebody asked if you've seen Porky's. That's a, that's a very classic film. It's very 80s. I haven't. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the one in the original. I don't know about original, but like, you know, an older uh, sort of raunchy kind of comedy. Yeah, it's like 40 years old. I've heard of it. I, I'd see it at the video store all the time. <laughs> But uh, I'll check it out eventually. But enjoy, guys. See you later. Thanks for stopping by, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Everybody watch The Hump. That's what it's called now. Fightful's The Hump on the main channel. He is very strangely excited about that. He's been pushing for that. Uh, oh, for an, an egregious amount of time. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't... You know why, uh, why Jimmy decided to, to do it? Well, he told me it's because it's what the people want. Well, the, he had a conversation with Jordan Cooper, who does that show with John Alba, the uh, the wrestling uh, numbers show. Mm-hmm. And apparently Cooper was like, yeah, you're fine. Like, you should do it. He basically just reinforced it. John, th- this guy was the Jordan Cooper was the reason why this show became a thing. Well, so blame him. Him. I'm, I'm glad Sean got his wish I guess. on that. Uh He's been trying to push the camel as like the fightful mascot for for a very long time. He has been. I, I mean, I guess it's coming through. I, it, it, people send humper chats, not to this show because we don't get anything from it. But uh, you know, you can still send super chats. Steve Macklin's one hundred percent cleared. Apparently, he just uh, yes. tweeted that out about an hour ago. And of course, Deanna said that he you know is on the mend. Great news! I got to beat up Steve Macklin now. Maybe I'll see him at Impact Emergence next Saturday, oh. Sunday, and uh, beat him up there. All right, that's not going to happen. Uh, shout out, shout out to Steve Macklin for not only being cleared but retweeting 
our article that where Tiana said he got good news from the doctor. I always appreciate when uh he probably thought Sean wrote it, I'm sure. Um, but I appreciate when people retweet our articles and, and uh put it over and announce good news like he got cleared. Uh that's that's good stuff. So yeah, shout out to, to Macklin. Glad he's cleared. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Uh to go back to the the Cabana thing. Um we oh, know his con what? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We know his contract uh expired and he was he wasn't renewed for a little while and then he got renewed a couple of days later. Um I don't know if Punk had anything to do with it. It did if you read all the tea leaves and if you hear what he had to say at that press conference, then you can make your own assumptions on that. I don't blame you if you think that he he did. Um you know, Tony Khan and CM Punk deny that there was anything to do with it. I think it's very possible that Punk didn't outright say anything, but there was clear enough indication that this wasn't going to work. And so Cabana, his role is his role, right? That's we can talk about the Nemeth stuff. One guy's up here, the other guys are not. And so you're gonna favor the guy who's up there where the other guys just not being used as it is. So it's like, all right, their contract expires, their contract expires. We want to keep the top, top guy happy and make sure everything's good. Um, I don't know if Punk outright said anything. I would like to believe that he didn't. I would like to believe that he is not telling lies when he said that he didn't do anything off of that. But again, indications can be there, even if it's not an outright saying of, of something. I, I mean, I, I was going to say I've outright tried to get Joel Pearl fired. I've indicated enough that of that as well. Uh, and then what was the the other parts of the question? Should it have leaked to the uh, dirt sheets? Um, I What leaked is my thing. I think there was, again, I think people were putting tea leaves together of, wait a second, Colt's contract expired. What happened? Let's push it. And then I'm sure somebody asked around and then I'm sure somebody gave an answer of, oh, this was the reason why. And I don't think that's anything leaking. I think that's probably a reporter asking the right questions, asking what happened and somebody giving an answer. And then it all started from there. You know, Dave has said like, none of this came from the people Punk thought it came from. No, it, it didn't come from the elite. They never said any of this, but that was clearly his assumption based on what happened at All Out last year. So I don't know what actually leaked and what actually was, hey, let's ask a question. We got an answer out of it. And then it became what it became. I don't have anything to add to this. I just, I saw some people yesterday and, I, and you also jumped on the reply and I, I think you had the right take on this. Someone being like, uh, Sean Rossap has a connection to CM Punk, and that's a problem. And then you immediately jumped on, and and, and again, rightfully so, I think what you said was perfect. Like, NBA players talking to to Woj or or Shams, any of those, you know, A-list reporters in the NBA. Those are the only two. Yeah, that's, that's true. So those... Anyway, the point is, if you're speaking to certain reporters, like, come on, like, this is a thing that happens in all forms of literally any reporting. Someone speaks to somebody. And sometimes the person that speaks to you is the direct line that gets the information. 
it's so wrestling fans love absolutely love to pretend they know how this works they they love they're like this would never happen in this sport this would, oh it works like this in this sport it's like you don't actually pay attention to how it works in the nba or the nfl if you think it works like this over there look at the nba free agency look at when free agency happens there's supposed to be you know a negotiation period free agency starts at midnight right free agency starts at midnight by 1201 there's about 13 contracts signed it's like wait a second how are you not supposed to how are you signing these contracts one minute into free agency when you're not allowed to talk to all these other teams like there's all that stuff going on and then who who puts it out there the reporters the teams don't put it out there the teams can't announce we signed this person Because, yeah, then it becomes office tampering. But the reporters put it out there. How do the reporters have this information? Because the agent literally feeds them the press release. You see the tweets that are put out there by by Woj and Shams? It is like, oh, uh, Draymond Green, who averaged 10 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists last season, and was an integral part of the Golden State Warriors championship run, has signed a four-year, $80 million deal with the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are very excited to have Draymond back as one of their core pieces moving forward. It's like, wait a second. You're a reporter, but you're adding basically what the team and what the agent are saying here. It is a press release when they put this stuff out. All these guys, all the agents, all the NBA players, all the, the teams. How do you think, how how do you think they, they can name the draft picks before the draft, before the television? They know it before the commissioner does. It's because they're scouting, Jeremy. They know exactly who needs who. Yeah. It's because the teams feed it or a, an agent feeds it. And so they can put it out there on social media. It works like this in Every single sport. Follow the James Harden saga in the NBA. It ain't coming from, you know, oh, we're going to knock on doors and ear to the ground type of thing. That's coming from James Harden camp saying these things to Woj and Shams and wanting it out there to play the media negotiation game, to play the public relations war of things. And then what the Sixers camp does is they feed their side to be like, no, this is what's actually happening. That's how it works in wrestling too. That's why when Sean writes thing of like punks camp, the elite side, it's like, it might not be directly from them, but it's certainly people who might be tied to that side or are thought to be tied to that side. That's how it works in every single sport. That's how it should work. Cause that's how you get the best information. You're not just guessing on things either you're talking to people directly involved with the situation on this that's how it should work but yeah people are so stupid when these reports and stuff come out of like oh this isn't good this isn't how it works no this is literally how it works in every other sport and it's worse it's actually worse in other sports because these people are affiliated with big companies and television contracts like ESPN and TNT and betting websites and stuff. So you can feed information that increases the gambling 
on all of this stuff. That was a big thing when it came to shams and being like, oh, the uh, they're leaning towards um, who had the, the Hornets are leaning towards Scoot Henderson. Oh no, they're leaning towards Brandon Miller, and the odds are shifting everywhere. And Shams works for DraftKings, and so people are like, wait a second, Shams works for DraftKings. He thinks they're leading this way. Oh, we should bet on this. Shams knows, and then it went the other way. Like it's worse in other sports because you got all these betting contracts and television contracts, at least with Sean, at least with everybody else in wrestling, we don't work for TNT. We don't, we don't work for USA network or, or Peacock or Fox and things like that. We're our own unaffiliated website that just tries to do good journalism work. And then I write, I screw it all up by writing about Anthony Bowens, not eating Taco Bell again. But all these people who think they understand how this stuff works because they just want to dunk on Sean and they want to just be like, oh, it doesn't work like this in other sports. This, this is not real journalism type of thing. No, this is exactly how it works in other sports. Y'all are just too stupid to realize it. God damn. This is also my favorite rant. Uh, I, I had a good one and you had a good one today. Look at us. Today is a great day for everybody. I do find it I, I always find it interesting how people don't see what you're saying and understanding it, like why they don't internalize it. And then I think about the fact that like wrestling to so many people is the secret society and everything is kayfabe and everything is fake. But no, it, everyone kind of gets lost in this. Where's the line? Not the lie, but where's the line? L-I-N-E, because they want to believe that everything that's going on is as presented, but it's not. And that's not the way it works. And I think the more people understand that, like, these are still people doing a job and it happens to be athletic and it happens to be a a sports and entertainment realm that, yeah, stuff still happens and stuff still comes out and stories of workplace scenarios are still reported. That's just the way it goes. Wrestling is no different from all the other sports. We just, like Jeremy said, we're not covering we're, we're not attached to major corporate conglomerates or betting websites. Although if one of them wanted to hire me, I will absolutely take your money. If you don't like that, it, it seemed to become to be a pile on Philip type deal after these past couple of days, because you know, he did the hangman promo and then it's like, Oh, well the, the hangman story came out that he was sent away from the building or wasn't allowed at the building. Oh, then the Nemeth story comes out and the Perry story comes out then the Christopher Daniels story comes out. And so it just became one big thing of like, well, why didn't all this come out in the first place? Well, because they didn't have a reason to apparently ask beforehand, but then you ask one thing and then the ball starts rolling after that. But the good reporters and this, again, goes across all other sports. And, you know, again, the agents, players are going to feed them what they feed them. But the good reporters are going to be like, okay, I heard this here. Now let me ask around and see how true that is. Let me get the other side of it. Some people, and these are the shitty people, of they're just going to throw out there everything that they hear and not check in on it. And that's when your credibility immediately dies, and that's when you get – these Twitter accounts that you get trying to act like a real part or real scoopsters and things like that. But you know, something came out, the hangman stuff came out. It's like, okay, well let's ask about hangman. Oh, this happened. Oh, now we've heard about this. Can you confirm this? Can we talk about this? This is, this is what it is actually about. And again, the people who just think it's like, Oh, you're just piling on 
CM Punk type of thing. It's like, no, just once once things starts to roll, other things starts to roll. And again, I will use the the James Harden example when people are like, oh, it doesn't work like this in other sports. No, it does. Because James Harden was on a, a, in China doing a media thing and he calls Daryl Morey, the manager, the general manager of the team he plays for, and he says he's a liar. I'll never play for that organization again. And so it's like, oh, wait a second. What happened? Why is it to this extent? And then people dig. People see, oh, wait. Oh, so this was promised. That was promised. And then it just becomes a bigger thing because the person that the the subject of this comes out and says these things about the subject matter. And so you start digging off of that because clearly there's an issue there. Clearly there's something there. And then once you start digging, you run into China. I will add this. Remember how angry Sean got during the Saudi WWE sales room? You know why? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow this way open, but like if you knew where the rumor came from, you'd be pissed too, because it was just not worth any of the conversation that came with it. Dude, I was pissed that I stayed up till like 3 a.m. that night waiting for some type of story to come and then nothing came. And I'm like, oh my God, I wasted my night. Oh God, if y'all knew. Anyway, let's uh let's let's talk dynamite before we get out of here. Ryan, the Sixers are a mess. Fix your team. Fix your hair, fix your team. We're fixing everything today. Look, my hair is my hair. You can either I got a face for radio. I've always said that. I do not care. You can deal with it. Uh, my wife loves me. That's all I give a shit about. I, I also love you. And I love your hair. Never change, Jeremy Lambert. Never change. Uh, at some point, uh, we all got to change, right? No, never. Uh, the Bucks take on the guns tonight. Bucks win, FTR come out at the end. Or did the gangbang gang come out? Yes, I know what I called them. The gangbang gang? Uh, no, the, the Bucks win because they ain't losing two weeks before all in when they're going to challenge for the titles. What if they do though? (laughs) Well, that would not be the best. That would be good. Anyway, uh, what happens afterwards though, because the guns are not going to be alone. You have to assume that uh, juice and Jay are not too far behind. I would assume that. Yeah. And then maybe you get hangman. Uh, maybe you get, I know Omega is supposed to do like the sit down to talk about everything we heard on collision. You know, Jay White dropped the elite reference, best version of Bullet Club type thing, setting up the potential all-in match. And if it ain't that, I don't know where they're going with a lot of these guys. So I would imagine that is where they are actually going. Yep. I got nothing to add because it feels like you mentioned it. Kenny Omega sits down with uh, Jim Ross. I'm sure JR is going to ask him all about questions of uh, what do you do when uh, you're taking photos of your foot and there's a lot of scabbling all there. You just put that- Stop putting those photos out there, Jim. Wow. I don't need to see your scabby ankles. I hope you're healthy, though. I do. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne team up to take on the Gates of Agony. Two-thirds of the ROH six-man tag team champions. Uh, I feel like Gates of Agony are going to lose this match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Darby, Darby and Nick are winning. That's that was easy. Uh, the bunny versus Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Is the bunny going to go to all in? Britt is, is winning. Uh, I yep. hope that I hope they have a good match. The discourse surrounding the, uh, 
women and certainly the last time Britt had a big match was not good. So I hope uh, we get a, and Bonnie's been out of action for a little while. So I hope, uh, I hope they turn in a good performance. I am looking forward to seeing the bunny back in the ring. I'm looking forward to watching her, you know, just get back, get, get her, her feet back from under her because like you said, she's been out for a while. I think it was an orbital bone issue uh, and nice to see her back. It'll be good. Jericho is going to give his answer to Don Callis live in the ring. The G1 is over, so uh, we can get ready for a United Empire uh, to crumble at our feet, right? No, Jericho and who? I, I said that I think Jericho staying with the Appreciation Society or something like that, and some There's form no of that. Society to appreciate. Well, no, the, the Jericho Appreciation Circle, the Jack, I think call it. Seems bad. <laughs> um so yeah i i think he i think he stays with them and it sets up osprey and jericho which bless chris jericho for uh getting himself this match it'll be a fun match i'm sure that's about all and then jericho will probably show up at the copper box the night before all in oh he understands jericho's gonna that, that man knows how to work baby there's a there's a fozzy concert there's a there's the, the copper box show he's gonna do everything and then and then you know what the best part is Three nights after All In, talk is Jericho interview with Will Ospreay <laughs> talking about their match, and then a lot of people are going to get real angry about that. How can they pull the con? How can they pull the curtain back so far? Talk about their match? They just had it. Sorry, that's a, that's like a deep cut from when he uh, had his match against Kenny Omega at the Dome. Also, a deep cut when he had the match with like MJF, or oh, maybe it wasn't the match. He did yeah. the, uh... the 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 dinner debonair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MJF was on, and they did that. They they do the stadium stampede uh, thing. He was actually on this other podcast. I wrote the I wrote the story. Uh, he was supposed to have a Mike Tyson uh, cinematic match, according That's to him. Right. That, that podcast was that the pocket? Or was that him doing talk of Jericho? No, 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 no. Solo one for Dynamite Two Hundred. No, nope. Okay. Uh, it was a, it was a podcast that he was on. It's called uh, I'll put him over uh, AEW Awesome or AE. Awesome. I can't like say it. You know that's, what I'm saying? That's like the like, AJ Awesome show, but just not. Yeah. AEW dash some. So like AEW awesome. Like, okay. So it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome uh, he's, he's, he's been on that show a few times, Um, but they were doing a watch along of the stadium stampede inner circle and pinnacle match. And so in that watch along, uh, Jericho was just dropping little things. And one of the things he dropped was the cinematic match with uh, Mike Tyson. So, there you go. MJF and Adam Cole are going to talk about their main event at All In. I feel like that's going to get swerved real quick to talk about the opening match on the Zero Hour at All In. And are we going to add somebody, another tag team to this uh, Ring of Honor tag bout? Or is it going to get canceled? What, what are we doing? What are we going to do? If Tony Khan has not paid up for Shake It Off, I don't care about this segment at all. I need, I need mjf and adam cole talking in the middle of the ring and they're doing their ha we're gonna have such a great all-in blah 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 blah. and then we need i stay out too late and then we need roddy strong coming out and attacking and i want i want roddy strong and the kingdom beating down mjf and adam cole as shake it off plays in the background there's only going to be two hits two hits on AEW Dynamite. MJF hitting the floor and shake it off playing in the background. Have you already pre-written the article? Oh, 
if they do another Taylor Swift reference, you know I'm going to write that article. I know you will. Yeah. You, you don't even have to be covering Dynamite. You'll be like, got it. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened last week. I'm so. sure. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about the, the double main event. I'm sure it's what they'll call it. The AEW International Championship is on the line. Orange Cassidy defends against Wheeler Yuta. Again, we're going to set up to all in and all out, I have to assume, with Mox. But uh, this should be a really fun match. I am looking forward to Yuta and Cassidy. Yuta wouldn't be a bad guy to take like the title off of Orange Cassidy, but because they're seemingly setting up the Mox match for All In, um, it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's actually going to win this match because you probably don't want to have Orange Cassidy losing if he's about to face John Moxley in a big match. It makes more sense to Moxley to win the title potentially at All In All Out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm I think uh, Yuta taking that title is not the worst idea in the world. Won't happen, but I, I yeah. I would love it too. Unfortunately, Yuna keeps losing. So eventually they got to give us either a surprise victory or just something different, right? I, I just think, uh, you know, John Mox is going to beat him. As is tradition. <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre presents the death match of 2023. The Jeffs square off. Jeff Jarrett, Double J versus Jeff Hardy. Show tonight's in Nashville. So it makes sense that Jeff Jarrett is in the presumed main event are we nice. we got we're setting something up here right we're setting up the a triple threat the hardys and blank ethan page versus jared satnam singh and sanjay dutt that's uh isaiah cassidy erasure right there i don't appreciate sure. that make um, it a four-way who the hell else can be on jared's side sanjay no we got three already with sanjay sanjay satnam Lethal. and jared lethal it's lethal's there too okay yeah. it's a four on four i was i'm thinking trios because i'm you know gates of agony um i'm very much looking for this uh redmond says it's a pre-tape so it's it might be uh you know, they said it'll be at jeff's house in tennessee so it might be like a cinematic uh type deal which honestly probably better uh have the, for... have the finish have the finish in the arena but yeah yeah i mean only because just for the live crowd yeah, yeah. Uh, probably better if it's a cinematic match, simply because uh, Jeff Hardy's performances have been Jeff Hardy's performances uh, as of late. And I mean, a stunt show certainly fits him better than trying to go out there and work even a regular tag team match. Like if he's just, you know, bumping around, getting getting plunder and things like that, he'd probably be just fine. But his, his recent performance is not a whole lot to be desired there. Jeff Jarrett, the greatest worker of all time. Uh, I have no no worries about him putting in the uh, top tier performance. I am looking forward to Sanjay Dutt as Leatherface. Everyone thinks it's going to be Satnam because he's so big. I think they're going to do Sanjay as Leatherface. I, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, Jared said Leatherface is going to be there, so we'll see. Leatherface we'll see who's nuts. We'll see who's under the Leatherface mask there. It's all of us, baby. We're all Leatherface. <laughs> Taylor Swift music should be playing during this as well, since uh, Jared, uh, uh, the, his kids were babysat by Taylor Swift. That's right. That's always the big news. Anyway, yeah. we're done. We got out of here. We got through everything. We made people happy. We made people cry. We're having a good day. So, uh, Jeremy, plug the stuff. Let's go home. I don't have anything to plug. Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Fat Fat Talk. 
Yep, that's the one. Fat talk underscore. Let's see. Is fat talk underscore an actual? Let's go now. underscore. <laughs> Maybe don't look up fat talk without the underscore. There is a fat talk underscore. Uh, zero followers. They are the informational social site for health, wealth, freedom, and hope, and everything else that matters. They joined in August 2012. Well, they seem like they. Nope, don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Stay offline. How about that? Just stay offline. Good idea. Everybody. Uh, that's it. Thank, thanks, everybody, for the support and, and stuff. Um, new episode of New Japan Bright Club. Go go watch that. Matt and Kieran wrap up the G1. Uh, new episode of Tag Talk. They were live on uh, Monday, Haley and Kylie. And, uh, you know, Indeed is, is tonight. Uh, the pal, the homie, Cole Radrick, will be on the show, I believe, tonight. So we love Cole. Always support everything. That Cole uh, does and indeed doing doing great work, Mike and Reg, and uh, I think I think that's everything. Go check out Megabyte Ronnie. He just dropped a video eating eight pounds of microwavable burritos. That man, he's he's ah <laughs> oh, bless him, absolute bless Megabyte Ronnie. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna end up like Anthony Bowens. <laughs> that's the thumbnail. I got sorry. I gotta find. I gotta bring this photo here. <laughs> Oh my oh, gosh. Uh, we're going to be back as always on uh, on Friday talking about everything wrestling related. And probably we'll talk about this video too because my God. <laughs> Ronnie, come on, buddy. I hope you got Ronnie. <laughs> Look at that. There's a lot of burritos, but I know that there's one man who's going to get through all of them, and that's Ronnie. <laughs> so until then, I am at Joel Pearl. Oh God, J O E L P A R L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, be on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.